Well, well, well. Hey, how's everybody doing? Y'all good? Before you sit down, look at somebody left or right, stare them in the eye and just say, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, sit down. Go ahead, sit down. Y'all good. I'm good if you good. Good morning. I'm awake. Minute I walked outside, I was awake. Now, now look, look at me, people. Listen, pastor, he's right. Eight years in a row, I come here. Do not ever question my loyalty to Eternity Church, okay? Don't ever, don't ever let that come in your mind. Because, first of all, black people don't like this cold. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Number two, I've done it eight years in a row. But this was possibly the weirdest thing that ever happened to me. Um, I got on the plane in Dallas and flew here yesterday. My plane landed about 140, 145 here in Des Moines yesterday. And we got to the gate to get off the plane at 430. I sat on the runway after landing for three and a half hours. I was the last plane in yesterday. I watched an entire bowl game sitting on an airplane and kept texting your senior pastor, bro, it's going to be a while. I'm going to go get a coffee. Bro, we still on the plane. I'm going to go get another coffee. <laughs> I think pastor had like three trips to the coffee place before I got off the plane. But guess what? Never question my love for you. Because it was worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Okay, now let's get started. Now, about a week ago, pastor called me and he asked me, he says, here's, here's what I'd love for you to hit on. I said, oh, I can write that. I can write that. So you're going to see me in my notes because this is the third time I preached a sermon and the last time I'm going to preach this sermon because I wrote this sermon for you, Eternity Church. This is for you. It's the first sermon in 2022 and I'm going to drop it for you, okay? It's going to give us hope. We're going to do what we got to do. Now, look, I got to set you up. I got to set you up. Hopefully, like pastor said, you got a pen and piece of paper because I'm going to give you a lot of scripture here's the deal I am highly entertaining I have no problem with that being entertaining is cool you can remember me until Monday morning but if I put scripture to it it could change your life for eternity so I'm not going to play around. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. You want to write it down, maybe go later and read it. Some people heard this last night. They went and read it. There's even people who heard it last night and are back today. And I see, a, is that a chief jersey? Is that who that is? Loser. All right, so, and then we're going to be all right. Go Cowboys. All right, so we're going to be all right. I, you know, this is the first year I can actually say that, and it means something. I say it all the time, and no one, everybody laughs, but this year, nobody laughed. All right, so it's good, it's good. All right, so here we go. God gave me two scriptures for the church, two scriptures for you. Here's the first one, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. It's a prayer. This is a prayer to the Ephesians, but it's a prayer that the prophet gave them that I want to give you today. Are you all ready? I'm going to start with verse 14. So this is Ephesians 3, 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth devised its name. Did y'all get that? He 
named you, not your first name, your last name, your family name. He called you from nothing to something. This is that God that we're talking about in 2022. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being. Not just your life, but your inside from the gut, from deep in who you are. So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep the love of Christ is and know that surpassing knowledge that you may be filled with the measure of all fullness in God. I read that three times and I'm going to say it again. To be filled with the measure of fullness of God. In other words, to be so full of God that you don't need nothing else. Someday I want to get there. But I'm going to see what happens. Verse 19. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to all measure of fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Did y'all get that? What's your biggest dream? He can do that plus. What's your biggest desire? He could do that plus. What's the wildest thing? Man, if I could ever do this, it would be crazy cool. He could do that and more. More than you can imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And everybody say amen. amen. That's one. Now watch this. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. This is my 2022 scripture for you today. It says, the spirit of all, this is eternity church. Y'all ready? The spirit of the Lord is upon eternity church. Because he has anointed eternity church to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has set eternity, eternity church to proclaim freedom to the prisoner. To recover sight to the blind. To set the oppressed free. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is the year of the Lord's favor. If you agree with me, clap your hands right now. Y'all good? Okay. Those are the two scriptures God gave me. Now let me preach my sermon. I have a title. I don't know if you've ever been with Southern Black Preachers before, but this is how we roll. You're going to do three things. You're going to talk to Reggie. You're going to talk to your neighbor. And you're going to enjoy this. So everybody, everybody say, come on, Reggie. Everybody say, preach it, Reggie. Look at your neighbor say, I'm talking to you. Look at your other neighbor say, I'm going to say some more to you too. Yes, you are. So let me set you up. The year, the date, the month was October 1st, 1935. This is where I got this whole thing from. There was a baby girl born. She was really poor. Her parents gave her this name, Julia Elizabeth Wells. She didn't have a lot of friends. Her mom and dad, they said they were in the entertainment industry. They were with the circus. By the time this little girl was eight, they'd moved a lot. The best friend she had was her stuffed animals. At eight years old, she was in the back playing with her stuffed animals and started to sing. Her mom and dad stopped what they were doing and listened to her. And they said, baby, you have an incredible voice. They did what they had to do. 
They put their money out there so that she can give voice lessons. She became very, very, very good. And because of her parents' involvement in the entertainment, they began to let her sing as a part of their show. By 13 years old, she was the youngest person ever to sing for the royal family in England. By the time she became 19, they moved to the United States of America for more opportunity for her. Her voice was unique. How unique? She had a perfect four-octave voice range. That's rarely seen, especially among women. Her voice was so clear and beautiful, she was destined to be a star. At 19 on Broadway, she was in her first place. Soon after that, she starred in her first movie. And perhaps you have seen and heard her in her most famous movie. You see, she started out Julia Elizabeth Wells, but we all know her more as Julia Andrews. Her voice has sung and captivated crowds around the world. She's done things for decades, had her dreams come true. But in 1997, she got a sore throat and went to a doctor. The doctor told her, it's okay. You have non-cancerous nodules on your vocal cords. We can take care of it with a simple surgery. Everybody say simple. They told her that in six weeks' time, you'll be singing again. Well, six weeks came and went. And then another six weeks. And then six months. And then two years. Julia Andrews never got her voice back. Julia Andrews lost the one thing that she loved the most. Her ability to sing. Because she lost her voice in a surgery that didn't go right. Everybody listen to me. I'm going to give you my title, but hear me out. Now, you know she was devastated. You can imagine how devastated she was. They said they would find her in dark rooms listening to her music as it would be played the way it used to be. But I got a question for you. However devastating it was for her to lose her singing voice, how devastating is it for you to lose your song? Julie Andrews' voice was lost because of a surgery that went wrong. Today's question is, what went wrong in your life to help you lose your song? There's a multitude of people in the world today. There's a multitude of people in our city here in Iowa. And there's a lot of people in this church right now. You've lost your song. You've lost your zest for living, your joy, your happiness, your gladness for life. Before I give you my title, so did the people of Israel when they ended up in captivity. Psalms 137 verse 1 through 4. Write it down, read it later. It says this, by the rivers of Babylon we sat and we wept and we remembered Zion when they weren't in captivity. There on the poplars which are trees we hung our harps. For there our captives asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. So they're being tortured and tormented. And their accusers are saying, sing for us. Sing that happy song. Where's your song now? Where's your happy now? Where's your love now? Where's your peace now? And he says, how can we sing a song to the Lord while in a foreign land? 
the title for my sermon, the first sermon in 2022. It has three titles. First one is Sing Boy. Second one is Sing Girl. And the third one is I Want My Song Back. May God help us see what we got to see today. Everybody touch your neighbor. And this guy, this is, this is gender specific. <laughs> that means a lot today. <laughs> look at somebody, look them in the eye and say, sing, boy. Look at somebody else, say, sing, girl. Everybody turn around, somebody you don't even see, say, sing. Everybody just look up your head and just say, sing. Let's do this. Let's start with Joseph. Here's what I love about this kid, Joseph. His family could be on Jerry Springer. This family needed, needed Dr. Phil because these brothers were messed up. If you have older siblings, they can't be this bad. These boys were nasty. This dude, Joseph, he was by God. God gave him a song, and he wasn't afraid to sing it. He would have dreams and tell his brothers about the dreams. One time, he went to his brothers and said, I had a dream last night. I had a dream last night. I had all this harvest, and I built it up in bundles, and you had your harvest, all you brothers. And guess what? All your harvest bowed to mine. Sometimes you got to pick where you sing your song. He had more than one. Then his dad goes, you're, you're my son. I love my boys, but you are my favorite one. Gave him a coat. Didn't give no other brother a coat. Just gave him a coat. And these brothers were like, we're going to. That's cursing for a preacher, all right? So they took him. They went on a trip. And what did they do? They grabbed their brother, threw him in a hole, beat him. They beat their own brother. Bloody Pope. Threw him in a hole. Took his coat. Killed an animal. Poured the blood on it. And said, we're going to take it back to dad. And said, a wild animal came out and killed your son. He's dead and he's gone. They said, so what are we going to do with him? They said, let's kill him. Luckily, they changed their mind. Instead, they sold him into slavery. Took the money and brought an Xbox. Okay, maybe not an Xbox. I'm just making sure y'all are listening. They literally beat their brother up and sold him into slavery. Joseph, he's slavery. Now, let's think about this. Think about this. Think about everything that's happened to him. This brother, he's brother. God's giving him dreams. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. All of a sudden, he ain't nowhere near that. His brothers beat him up, throw him in a hole, and sell him into slavery. But guess what? He never lost his song. He kept singing, kept singing. He ended up as a slave in the house of a dude named Potiphar. And he ended up being the number one slave. It gave him, he trusted him with everything everything and the man that in Potiphar he had a wife and she a little freaky you know what I'm saying so she looked at Potiphar's head little servant and said I want that boy and Joseph said uh-uh can't touch this nah, 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 nah. and she grabbed him ripped his clothes off he ran out naked ended up going to jail for 12 years for something he didn't do and he still kept his song somebody say sing boy, sing, boy. 13 years in jail and he never lost his song then he became the second in the whole land. God told him, save, save, save. Store up stuff. There's going to be a famine. They ended up being the greatest nation in the world because they saved up for the famine that nobody knew was coming except him. Because he never lost his song, he became great. Can I tell you something that I learned through Joseph? Y'all ready? I'm going to give it to you twice so you can write it down. I said in my scripture that this is the year of the favor of the Lord. I need you to know favor and adversity live on the same street. You got to sing no matter what. 
You got to sing no matter what. You got to sing because you never know when the surgery is going to go wrong. You got to sing no matter what. Even though the world says, oh, it'll be easy. Oh, this is simple. Oh, you can. Oh, man, six months, you'll be back to normal. You got to sing your song. Somebody look at somebody and say, sing. How do we lose it? How did you lose your song? Well, let me give you some examples of what can go wrong in your life. Are y'all ready? Y'all good? Number one, go to Luke chapter 1, verse 27 to 33. We're going to go back a week to Christmas because I love that story. But we can learn a lot from that story. Now look at this, verse number 27. It says, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at this words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Verse 30, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. Okay, now stop right there. A lot of you heard that, heard it last week, and you're like, uh, have you ever looked at it through Mary? First of all, she's 15 years old. An angel comes and says, you are highly favored by God. She goes, what does that mean? And who are you? It would scare you too if a brother shows up out of nowhere looking like a nuclear reactor blew up in his face with wings that glows. And he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're highly favored. You've been chosen by God. How do you raise Jesus? What kindergarten school do you put that brother in? Does he go to Catholic school? He'd own that joint. You understand, it's the third time I preached that, and the first time I used that it was good. And I just thought of something. I might as well do it. Hey, did you hear about the kid? Who, who was failing math. He was a great football player, running back, but he was flunking in math. And literally his last semester in school, he was not going to get the school that he wanted because he needed to. And his dad and mom found out that the Catholic school was the place to send him to take care of. They, they excelled in the mathematical field. So his last semester, they switched him out of the public school, put him in the Catholic school. Halfway through the year, he comes home with a grade like A's, 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 all in math, A's, A's. And the dad goes how in the world what happened and the boy said look first day I was in that Catholic school I realized they do not play around with math when I saw what they did to that dude on that plus sign I knew I had to get my act together I said he played football all right <laughs> I waited to the last service to use that one. <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's go on. All right. What did he do? What did he do? What did she do? Here it is. Number one. Do you know what Mary had to do to get her song? You know what Mary had to do for the world to say, sing, girl. And she sang by giving birth to the son of God. She had to conquer fear. And guess what we got to do in 2022? To sing our song, we got to conquer fear. To sing our song, we got to conquer fear. 
Let's go on. Number two, if we're going to talk about Mary, we need to talk about the husband. Let's go with Joseph. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 21, this is what Matthew had to see. Listen to this. It says in verse 18, now this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they could come together, hello, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a faithful man of the law, yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered divorcing her, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Let me just give it to you now. If Mary had to conquer fear... Then Joseph had to conquer other people. Other people. Do you hear it? He was going to divorce her quietly so she wouldn't have disgrace. There's no way he was going to marry her because the law says she's been with someone else. She's not right. She's not right. She's not good enough for you. That's what the song was. Just hey, But I'm a good man, so I'll just take her. I'll take her, but I'll divorce her later. All of a sudden, here's an angel showing up going, no, 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 little brother. Who cares what people think? She is carrying the son of God, and she is going to be your wife. You got it? His song had to be sung no matter if other people had comments to make. And so does yours. So many times we stop because of what other people think. We stop because of what other people say. Look at blind Barnabas. He's sitting on the side of the road just begging like he always did because he couldn't see. One day he heard that Jesus was coming by. So he started shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That was his song right there. Jesus, son of David. And the crowd said, shut up, blind man. Shut up. But I love the Bible. It says he shouted all the more. When people said shut up, he sang even louder. I like that. And it was so good. Guess what? They changed his name. In one song, his name was changed. That's like a good country music song right there. First verse, you lose the wheels on your house. Your wife runs away with your little brother. And takes the dog too. But how many of y'all know there's a second verse? How many of y'all know there's a bridge? How many of y'all know there's a closing in every song? You may just be on your first verse and you don't feel like singing. But guess what? It is one degree outside. And the sun's shining. Just like the sun needs to change batteries today. You need to keep singing your song. Because guess what? God is real. He's got a plan for those who sing through it all. Sing it. That's Andre Crouch. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to depend upon his word. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, sing. Look at your other neighbor and say, sing. How about this? There once was a woman who had oil and perfume and she knew that her song was to pour it on Jesus' feet. The Bible says in John chapter 12, verse 3 and 4, Then Mary huh, took about a pint of pure and hard and expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped it with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas, who would later betray him, objected. Huh. He might have objected, but did she stop? 
No. You got to sing your song. You got to pour your oil. You got to do what God calls you to do. Bible says that King David, back in the Old Testament, when God did something he never dreamed he would do and came through, he started dancing. Now, he took it to a whole nother level. He danced naked in the middle of the street. Now, I'm not telling you to do that, especially today. It's one degree. You should probably keep something on, at least your feet. I'm just saying, all right? But the Bible says his wife looked through the window and watched him dance and she was appalled and she was embarrassed and she tried to stop him. And when she did, God was offended and made her barren. I can go as far as to say this. If this morning doing praise and worship, if you were looking at this church through a window, then I could probably honestly say you've lost your song already. And you need to get your song back, all right? I quit looking through the window. In 2022, let's get in the street. Keep your clothes on. Let's dance. Keep your clothes on. Let's sing. Please keep your clothes on. Because you're going to be singing in jail, all right? But you could do that too. Somebody say, let's sing. Touch your neighbor and say, let's sing. Do y'all get what I'm saying today? Do you understand what's happening today? So if Mary had to conquer fear, if Joseph had to conquer other people, then in the story of Jesus, there's another one. In Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says this. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and glory surrounded him. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. That will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. Everybody say to you. You, say you, you, will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Some of you are like, what's the big deal with that? You got to understand, shepherds do the same thing every day. Shepherds do the same thing every night. They watch sheep every day. Sheep, night, sheep, day, sheep. Night sheep, I could do it forever. Day sheep, night sheep, day sheep, night sheep. There's no, there's no other thing. Day sheep, night sheep, bah, all day, all night. Bah. Then all of a sudden, one night, an angel shows up and says, you will find this baby in the city of David. You will find this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Now hold on. These shepherds are like, bah. What do you mean you? We watch sheep. Okay, look. Do you know what these brothers had to do to get their song? They had to do what they've never done before. They had to go where they've never been before. Hey, to get what you've never had, you got to do what you've never done. That's black right there, y'all. So what do you say in 2022? Let's praise like we've never praised before. Let's sing like we've never sang before. Let's be a part of church like we've never been a part of before. Let's sing our song of hope. Let's sing our song of joy. Let's sing our song of redemption. Let's sing the song of salvation. Let's let all Des Moines and Iowa know there's hope in Jesus. Somebody say sing. Come on, dude, this is a good sermon. Might be talking to myself right now, but I'm liking this. I'm going to do what Mary did. I'm going to conquer for I'm going to do what Joseph did. I don't care what people think. I'm going to sing my song for Jesus. 
I'm going to do what the shepherds did. I'm going to go where I've never gone to be what I've never been. You know what I love about the shepherds? They just went. They left their sheep. That's money. They left everything that they knew to find something that was crazy cool. But you know who else did that? Those three wise men. What's crazy about the three wise men is this. It took them like three years to get to Jesus. They said Jesus was like three, four years old when they showed up with their gifts. That's one thing right there. To sing a song for three years following a star until you get there. But once you get there, it's on. But I'm sure during the three years, there's something a lot of people don't get. The three wise men were carrying gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold is gold, most priceless jewel. That's it right there. Frankincense is like a perfume. Smell, whew, aroma, unbelievably sweet. Then there's myrrh. I don't know if you get this, but myrrh is the key ingredient in embalming fluid. Now, first of all, how would you like to be the third wise man? Three years, you carrying embalming fluid. Three years, you're watching number one with the gold, number two with the perfume, and you got the embalming fluid. When you get there to where Jesus is, you watch number one lay gold at his feet. Number two, lay perfume at his feet. And then you're like, bruh. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> I got to get, I just, I just got to lay this at your feet. <laughs> I don't know if y'all getting this, and I'm going to be honest. Every time I preach this, this is the third time, everything comes out different. And I love that because it's different people in the room. So somebody needed to know this. That song that that third, third wise man sung, he might not have liked it. It might not have looked good. But when he looks back on it, I bet he happy he brought that. Because here's the deal. Jesus, he knew that he was more precious than gold. He knew that he would leave a fragrance in this world that would be sweet for eternity. But he also knew in order for the first two to happen, he's going to have to die. So that third song, how crazy it might have sounded. Could have been the most wise of the wise men who came. Because he reminded Jesus every day, you're going to die for us all. Can we go back to last night and redo the whole thing? That's wrong. I left it out. Next Saturday? Okay. You preach that, all right? (laughs) Are y'all with me? Do y'all hear me? It's a song. You may not understand why you're singing it, but if you just hold on, it's going to come true. All right. So Mary conquered fear. Joseph conquered others. The shepherds and the wise men did what they never did. And the last one is in Luke chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. There's a man, two verses, his name... Zechariah. 
I'm going to read a little more than just the two, but here's what it says in verse 12. When Zechariah saw him, he saw an angel. He was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, of course, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you are to call him John. Now watch this. Zechariah was a man of God. He knew his song, and he sung it, sung it, sung it. But for years he had prayed for a child. For years he had prayed for God to do something for him. And he had prayed it so often for so long that he had forgot that part, that verse, that bridge of his song. And he just decided, well, maybe God ain't going to do that for me. And he moved on in his life. But now here comes an angel. And we'll go down to verse 18. Zacharias asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? Okay, now wait. If you see an angel, nuclear glowing with wings, and he says something, why would you question him? Seriously, people. And not only did he question a angel, he questions the angel. Because this brother is about to drop his name. All these other angels, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. This angel was like, who are you talking to? Watch this. So Zechariah goes, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, check this out. I am Gabriel. Watch this. I stand in the presence of God. Now, everybody else got to kneel, but I'm Gabriel. I stand when everyone else kneels. Dude, this dude's like, he ticked off an angel. You don't make them brothers mad. Just don't do it. You don't just don't do it. He goes, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news, and now you will be silent until it all comes true. Take in your voice. And Zechariah didn't say another word till his baby John was born. But he still had a song. And so do you. You know what's crazy? It's what's crazy. Zechariah, so much time had gone by, he forgot his song. He just forgot. He forgot the promise that God provided for him. On the first Sunday in 2022, let's not forget who God is. Let's just take a time. If you have your song, if you sing your song, notice, y'all, it's time. You got to understand, when I close my iPad cover, not only is the sermon over, but the band just stood up. That means the sermon's really over. <laughs> now listen to me. These are the people who sing loud. But the end of my sermon is for the people who refuse to sing. For unto us a child is born, for unto us a king is given, and the government will sit on his shoulder. His name was called Emmanuel, Jesus. There was a guy at that time by the name of Herod. He was the king. And when he heard all those words, he knew somebody was coming for his throne. 
So he decided, I ain't singing no song. And if anyone else sings it, I'm going to kill them too. And he ordered to kill the babies. He tried to snuff it out. There's another group of people that are called the Pharisees. Dude, they ain't singing no song for nobody. Rules, rules, rules. That's all we have. And they'd go to their grave with no song, just a rule. There once was a kid by the name of a, a rich young ruler. He has so much. He went to Jesus and he says, I've done all these things. What else do I do? And Jesus said, sell it all and follow me. Did you know he could have been the 13th disciple? There's supposed to have been 13 of them brothers who lived with Jesus, walked with Jesus, watched him, and did miracles with him. But he said no and let his song go. Because the Bible says he was a man of too much wealth. Y'all think it was money. I think it was pride. And last, his name is Judas. You know what's crazy about Judas? He betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Yes. And when Jesus called him, he knew he was going to do that. Yes. But there was another disciple who denied Jesus three times and cursed his name. Yet when it came down to the song, one said, Jesus, forgive me, and started singing. And the other took his own life. To start the first Sunday of 2022, Maybe you need the third option for my title. I want my song back. You can get your song back today. In Romans chapter 10 verse 9 it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. No matter what you've done, no matter, hey, we're human. We remember everything. But isn't it cool to remember what you did wrong and still feel the presence of God in your life? To remember the wrong that you've done but still know that his forgiveness is there for you and everyone else? To remember how you lost your song but remember that you have it back again? In 2022, it's the year of the favor of the Lord. Let's take our song and let's sing it. But first, let's get our song back. If you're brand new, the next time I come, I promise, for the first eight years of coming here, I always play my saxophone. I'm a professional saxophone player. But literally, to preach this song, I can't play my song for you. It's one that you got to sing your song. So we're doing two things, and then pastor will come and dismiss us. First thing is, I want to give you an opportunity to have Jesus do only that he could do. Give you your song back. Get right with God. And then we're going to back up the service and sing one song. Because with everything we just heard for the last 42 minutes, maybe we can sing a little louder. Sing a little stronger. Make this last song a little better. Because it's the last song of the first day of, of our new year. You ready? Bow your head and close your eyes. You know if you need this prayer, it don't matter what you've done. It don't matter what you remember. The cross and the blood of Jesus is about to cover it all. His grace is sufficient for you. I'm going to ask everybody to say this prayer, saint and sinner alike. 
Because every saint has a past and every sinner needs a future. Everybody ready? Say, Jesus, today I ask you, help me live for you today. I'm sorry for what I've done, where I've gone. I'm sorry that I gave my song away. But today I step over fear. I step over people. I do what I have not done to sing like I've never sung. And in Jesus' name, with these words, I'm saved. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Every head up, every eye open, everybody looking around. I'm going to to the number three. The Bible says in Matthew, if you declare me before men, I'll declare you before my Father in heaven. So on three, if you were in this church right now and you say, Reggie, I had to pray. I needed that prayer. Reggie, I know I've given my song away. I've given that away. But today, by faith, I've got it back. I don't care how you feel, but this is it. You're proclaiming Jesus before men. On three, if you say today, this morning, on the nasty one-degree cold Sunday, I'm here, and I got right with God today. I have my song back. By faith, on three, just wave at me if you did that. One, two, three, go. You did it, you did it, you did it. I see those hands. I see those hands. Come on, church. Clap for these people. Clap, clap. Clap, clap. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.